Dallas Mavericks are NBA champions. How did he do it? How did he do it? That is Luka Magic! He hits! Bang! He Bang! Hits. It's good! And the Mavericks have won the game! Thank you, Hello and welcome to the Just A Boy podcast, a Dallas Mavericks podcast. I'm your host, Joey Montoya, and I'm in fact just a boy. I hope everyone is feeling good. I'm feeling real good. It is Christmas Eve. Just got my hair cut. You know, shout out to my boy Lewis. Had to get me right with the fade for the holiday season. Uh, (laughs) But all I want for Christmas, if you haven't read by my title, all I want for Christmas is a Maverick win over the Los Angeles Lakers tomorrow. The Mavericks, of course, lose their home or their season opener rather to the Phoenix Suns yesterday by a score of 106 to 102. Before we get to the game takeaways. Let's continue with the James Harden drama that continues to develop. As we know, he wants out of Houston. That's been made very, very clear. And now he has violated the league's COVID protocols. So uh, I'll take you kind of chronologically through how this came about and how it led to the postponement of their season opener. So James Harden violates, violates the protocols. He attended a private indoor party. So the league protocol prohibit attending indoor social gatherings of 15 or more people or entering bars, lounges, clubs, or similar establishments. And the reports came out that James Harden was spotted at a strip club, and uh, he's he's just wilding out. And James Harden had a response to these reports where it seemed like he was only focused on the strip club narrative, which it really is irrelevant whether you're at a strip club or not, because either way, the protocols say you cannot attend indoor social gatherings of 15 or more people. So whether it's a strip club or not, James Harden, it it doesn't matter. You're still violating protocols. So here's what James Harden had to say on his Instagram story. Quote, one thing after another, I went to show love to my homegirl at her event, not a strip club, because she is becoming a boss and putting her people in position of success, and now it's a problem. Every day it's something different. No matter how many times people try to drag my name under, you can't. The real always end up on top. End quote. So James Harden, with a response that seems like he's really just irritated by the strip club narrative. Either way, you're supposed to be a leader of this team. Whether you want to be there or not, you're, you're supposed to be the leader. You've been there for so long. You're, you're the best player on the team by far. And here you are just being irresponsible and childish, really. I mean, this is such a selfish act to... I, I get you want to support your friend. Say you want to support your friend. Do it in a setting that is within the confinements of the protocols. Maybe meet her one-on-one. Maybe have a group under 15 people like the protocols say. That way you avoid all these issues because it's just negligence on the part of someone who's supposed to be the leader of a team. So that comes about. And then there were reports that several players are expected to miss the opener against OKC due to coronavirus contact tracing. You're like, okay, so who's going to be available for uh, the game? comes out that Ben McLemore tested positive. Uh, the contact tracing wasn't due to him, but it was due to testing on the rookie K.J. Martin. Uh, John Wall and Boogie were among players who were away from the facility at an apartment getting haircuts with K.J. Martin. So then reports came out, John Wall and Boogie are going to miss due to contact tracing. So you're like, who is even left on the roster to play this game? And then that's when the reports came of the postponement of their opener since the Rockets didn't have the required eight available players. They didn't even have enough players to play in an NBA game. Uh, So in conclusion, Harden was unavailable due to his protocol violations. 
three players had positive or inconclusive coronavirus tests, and four other players were quarantined due to contact tracing. Um, and just overall negligence, you know what I mean? It's not all James Harden's fault because the other players missing aren't because of his doing, but still, you're the leader of this team. You should be following protocols that the league have in place. Um, but yeah, the, the season opener got postponed. It, it took that quick for coronavi- the coronavirus to um, create a roadblock. And I don't know. I, I Maybe I'm attacking James Harden too much, but <laughs> correct me if I am. He's just not being a leader, and it's a little frustrating from the outside looking in. But again, as a Mavericks fan, I ain't mad about it. Uh, the only reason I'm frustrated is because you're taken away from uh, your other players and opposing teams, and it, I don't know. It's just a mess over there. As a result, James Harden was fined $50,000, which is chump change for him, really, honestly, with the contract that he has. Um, and it was reported that he will also lose $284,000 for each missed game. Um, so yesterday we weren't sure how long that Harden was going to have to quarantine and uh, bring back negative tests. It came out today that he should be available Saturday against the Blazers. That's their next game. He has to isolate until Friday and continue to test negative before being cleared to play, um, but it looks like he won't miss another game. So I think he also misses out on 284000 for that first game. I'm not entirely sure since it got postponed. Uh, maybe he didn't. I guess it would make more sense that he didn't if they're going to eventually play that game. But anyway, just a mess in Houston. And a lot of my friends are Thunder fans because I go to school at Oklahoma State and obviously the Thunder are a rebuilding team. But either way, you still you don't want to be deprived of NBA basketball. And the Rockets did just that. Um, we knew that the coronavirus was going to lead to uh, postponements of such and things like this but we didn't know it was going to happen so dang fast i mean opening night are you kidding me so hopefully this isn't a super regular occurrence hopefully this is minimized as much as possible if players follow the protocols it shouldn't be an issue Um, but we'll see as the season goes on james harden be better that's all i have to say all right let's get to the mavs game a game where we looked out of sorts offensively to start off specifically luca just really didn't look like himself for most of the game um, he took a couple three-pointers early. I think he airballed one. He was just missing shots that he typically makes. I think he had a finger roll in the second quarter that came up short. It was just like, how is Luka playing like this? And it's weird to say that Luka was not looking like himself. It wasn't a great game from Luka. We can say that. And look up, and he has 32-8-5 and five to finish the game out. Um, but yeah, Luka was just asleep out there, it seemed like. At the end of the half... We didn't get a shot off because Luca tried to make an extra pass when we didn't have time to. And then we started the third quarter off with a shot clock violation. It was like the same thing from Luca. It's like, what are you, what are you doing, man? Um, so crazy enough, a bad game from Luca still ends up with 32, 8, and 5. Josh Richardson, on the other hand, looked pretty good overall. He had that real fun swirl around shot that went around the rim about six times. We had a hilarious reaction from him, Timmy, and Dodo. They were trying to stomp the ball in. That was a real fun moment. Not necessarily a stat sheet stuffer. He did get seven rebounds and, and he got a steal. But defensively, he just looked real nice. Um, very, very shifty, getting around very quick and able to guard up and down. He just caught my eye out there defensively. I don't really know how to encapsulate that into words right now, but Jay Rich just overall had a very solid Maverick debut. So our offense didn't look 
the typical way that it does. It didn't look very good out there. Thankfully, our second unit came in and kept us in the game. Uh, Jalen Bronson, man, what, what can you say about this guy? He's so tough out there. Finished with 12, 4, and 2. He's just very, very reliable and plays like a vet. We, these are things we already know about him. But, man, have I missed seeing him out there on the floor. Um, like I said, just extremely reliable. He stays the course. He's able to break the defense down and uh, get to the rim, make these tough layups. So it was really nice to see Brunson, uh, of course, out there next to Burke, who's also super reliable. He's able to get a bucket literally whenever he wants. He's so crafty with the ball in his hands, and he's just a certified bucket. The defense never knows what's coming because he has so many different things in his bag. So Trey Burke next to Brunson, uh, something that I was excited for heading into the season, and we got a really cool glimpse at it in this game, um, especially Brunson. Man, I've really missed that guy. But man, the, the Phoenix bench, Cam Johnson, Langston Galloway, and Cameron Payne. Shout out to Cameron Payne, who was over here, a part of the Texas Legends, and revamped his NBA career, getting signed by the Phoenix Suns in the bubble last season and earning himself a contract. But they were having a field day offensively. Let me pull up the stat sheet. Um, Cam Johnson finished with 15 points. Cam Payne had 11. Langston Galloway had 11. They were just getting whatever they wanted offensively. Uh, Cam Payne did have this really, really weird turnover. I, I just thought of it now, so I feel like mentioning it. I don't even know what happened. It was like his controller died, and he threw a pass like way into the stands that has no fans. It was just a weird situation, weird turnover. I was so confused by it, so I, I feel like I'd mention it, but offensively their bench unit super solid and we already know what their starting unit can do when you have Devin Booker and Chris Paul two veterans who have uh, I mean Chris Paul we know is a hall of famer and Devin Booker is just one of the best scorers that this league has um, we saw that on full display in the bubble last year and of course Chris Paul leading the thunder to the playoffs when they were projected, it was like a 0.2% chance they could even make the playoffs, like which is a really dis disrespectful stat to Oklahoma City. Um, anyway, we know what they can do, and the Suns team was just a lot of fun to watch despite it was coming at the expense of the Mavericks. I'm excited to see the Suns this season. I think they're a playoff team. If not, uh, they'll make it to the tournament. I see them sneaking in, though. They just have so many weapons, and Monty Williams is my pick for Coach of the Year. I think they're going to exceed expectations. But the Mavs have this reputation of being such a great third-quarter team, and it seemed like they just wanted another opportunity to prove that. Um, <laughs> Luca, like I said, did show up and look more like himself in the third quarter. He's just really got to contain his emotions. He was getting very frustrated with the refs, getting very frustrated with himself, and, and it was showing. He was very emotional out there. I know he's an emotional player, but he has to... Um, refrain from showing that and showing all of his frustration out there on the floor because it doesn't benefit us in any way um, so it's so typical of him to kind of be upset with the refs it looks like he's always looking for a call when he gets any sort of contact moving inside um, we'll, we'll continue to watch that we'll continue to see how Luca deals with the refs um, Dwight Powell you guys destroyed Dwight Powell on maps Twitter I, you guys are so ruthless with this guy. Dwight Powell plays his role very well. He is a role player, and he plays his role. Um, yes, his pump fake is not good at all. It, no, He's not fooling anyone. He's not taking a three, and it just doesn't look like a natural <laughs> shot attempt. But leave him alone, man. Dwight Powell, I appreciate everything you do for our team. Um, congrats to Josh Green on getting his first bucket in the NBA. 
Uh, like I said in prior podcasts, I think he's going to be a valuable piece in our rotation. Devin Booker was the one to put the nail in the coffin. Um, the final couple possessions that the Suns had, we had the defense all over him. We couldn't ask for better defense, and Devin Booker's just a bucket. <laughs> That's just what he does. Um, same story as years prior. We were not able to close out the game, but I don't think it's a reason to overreact. It is the first game of the year. Obviously, we're in a loaded West, yes, where every single game counts tremendously, especially when you're playing within the conference. It's a tough loss. Anytime you lose a game that you feel like you could have closed out, it is tough. But I don't think we should overreact to this loss. It's the first game of the season, and I don't think our offense is going to continue to have such a slow start. And I don't think Luka's going to have such a slow start moving forward. Um, so I'm, I'm not too worried. Obviously, it sucks to lose. you got to remember, we... We'll get the offense clicking, and on top of that, KP is going to come back sooner rather than later. He's coming back in the month of January, in which there are 31 days, so it could be early January, it could be late January. Carlisle did say that while we're playing the Lakers, that's when KP is going to start ramping up his workouts and do some higher contact activities. So hopefully KP comes back sooner, like I said, sooner rather than later. I just think it makes a loss worse whenever you look up and you see all right, now we got the Lakers next, and then after that we got the Clippers. So <laughs> that's the way basketball go. We knew heading into this that we have a tough first-half schedule with a lot of road games. Um, so hopefully the offense is off to a great start. we got to get out to a great start against the Lakers. If we fall behind, um, it's going to be a very tough game to win. we got to be clicking on all cylinders because these are the defending champions who have only improved their team, adding guys like Montrez Harrell, Dennis Schroeder, and Marcus Gasol to <laughs> an already championship roster. So I'm looking forward to it. Of course, the Lakers coming off a loss of their own against the Clippers where Paul George looked like the PG-13 that we all expected, uh, a guy who <laughs> he looked deserving of that contract extension that he signed. Uh, but the Lakers coming off a loss of their own, so they'll be even more so motivated to win on Christmas Day. But man, Luka's got to get it going early. He can't look like he did this last game or else we are in for a very long night. Um, this Lakers team just has so many guys that can score and get their own. And we'll see how well we can contain the two-headed monster that is LeBron James and Anthony Davis. So hopefully we go out and prove that we belong in that top-tier category of teams. Uh, Mavericks, all I want for Christmas is a win tomorrow against the Los Angeles Lakers. Well, that's about all I have for you guys today. Thank you once again for tuning in. Be sure to send it to your friends, to your Mavs friends. I'm trying to expand this audience and grow this podcast as much as possible. But this has been the Just A Boy podcast. I'm your host, Joey Montoya, and I'm in fact just a boy. Go Mavs and God bless. <laughs>